Welcome back to the City Writing Podcast. Today we're joined by Deputy City Manager Steve Bay to talk about all things downtown. We've had Steve on the podcast a couple of times to talk about downtown redevelopment and he will fill us in today on some key projects and things you might see while biking or walking or driving past and some of the exciting development about downtown. Yeah, he'll give us an update on Block 7, some of the commercial space and market center and what's going on with that. We talk about downtown parking, the downtown specific plan, what's the difference between market rate units and affordable housing and lots more in today's episode. Be sure to check cityofreading.org slash downtown for key information on some of these projects that we discussed today. And we'll also make these links available in the show notes below. Enjoy. My name is Steve Bate. I am the deputy city manager with the city of Reading, and I am the director of our housing authority and housing community development division. Uh, then I also serve as the director of economic development and innovations for the city of Reading. And specifically, and uh, when we're talking about downtown, I am the city's appointed downtown liaison and have been doing this and since about 2007. Great. Thanks, Steve. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Give us a downtown update. We're hoping to hear from you today all about the exciting new things that are happening downtown, a kind of updates on current projects, future projects, and then just any other updates or tidbits you can give us on, what, on what's going on downtown. With that, Steve, maybe we will start with the California Street Development, also known as Block 7. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of new construction happening there between a parking garage and some foundation for some residential buildings. And maybe you just start with kind of give us an update, a general update on that whole block. Yeah, certainly. So Block 7 is a partnership between the McConnell Foundation, uh, K2 Development, and the city of Reading. And when you are out there in the community, you're driving by and you're heading south on California. If you're looking at that Tehama and California corner, we, we you know, the area between Tehama Street and Butte Street, we're referring that as our North Block development. That development is uh, significantly underway because the middle portion of that development is the parking structure that the community is seeing being constructed today. It's a six-level parking structure, has about 138,000 square feet. It'll house about 398 parking spaces. The development team is looking for that to open in March of 2022. And, you know, right now they're doing a lot of the finished detail. There's some you know, signage and striping. They're just getting the actual power on for the facility so they can finish up their elevator installation. And so they're they're really fussing over the last details. You'll start seeing some of those core 10 panels that are on, on the west and east side of that facility. You'll see those going up over the next few weeks. So that's really like the main construction activity right now. And just adjacent to that is the five-story commercial tower. We refer to that as the B1 building. It's commercial tower. And it's really the Shasta College Towers, if we want to really coin it a specific item in that area. And it's a 29,000 square foot facility. You know, it's really office space from, from floors two through five with retail on the first floor. And uh, they're working to get that completed by November of 2022. And so right now they're doing a lot of the, the structural steel that goes along with that uh, and, and, and building that commercial tower. So it's a, it's a beautiful building. It's really going to bookend that north end of the parking structure. So it should be a great uh, addition to downtown. On the south end of that block is a what they refer to. It's, it's kind of the it's, it would be really the commercial mixed use building and it'll house, you know, they're really doing the design of that facility right now. And this is going to be between the parking structure and Butte Street. So it's not a huge 
uh, footprint of space, but it will be a significant building, uh, really mainly because it's got a nice commercial and well, it's market rate and residential commercial space that'll be introduced in downtown. So that's really a great project. I would anticipate that they'll probably have around maybe 20 residential units with you know a mix of one and two bedroom units uh, in that final design. So more to come as they work on that design over time. The other thing that the community is seeing right now is between Butte Street and Yuba Street, you'll notice that the affordable housing project is starting to come uh, up out of the ground. And that really is a, a significant project. It's you know, those buildings are in sort of a Z pattern when you look at it from a top view. And uh, that that construction project is going well. I would say they're probably right around that 35, 40% level. And they'll be looking to get that completed also in November of uh, 2022. And that'll have 78 affordable housing units that will be as part of that development. There's really 11,000 square feet of commercial space, but the whole building is about 102,000 square feet. So uh, we call that building building four, five, and six, but they're, you know, they're out there working. They're doing a lot of structural steel, framing the, you know, the second floor joists. And you'll see a lot of that occur over the next few weeks as we head in, uh, you know, the end of December and the beginning of January. So a lot of activity in those two blocks. With regard to a Southern portion of that California street, project. Currently, there's a exterior parking lot at the junction of California and Placer Street. Will that remain or will that area also be developed as part of this Block 7 piece? You know, in the future, it'll be developed at some point. Right now, we have a uh, just a, an agreement with the development team to provide it to the community as surface parking. And it's really a two-hour parking facility. And once the development team gets some sort of design concept and some tenant commitments, then I would think that they're going to probably move forward construction. But I don't think that's probably, it's a little bit of time out there and I don't want to put a timeline to it, but they are actively looking for how that that will be developed in the future. Um, but I would say within the next year, year and a half, we're going to have some sort of uh, movement with that that portion of the of the development. And Steve, that portion of the development in the general block seven also includes a little pocket park, correct? Well, yes, it does. Uh, You know, the pocket park is actually, you'd have to think about the parking facility that's just south of the Shasta College downtown campus facility. That parking lot is the uh, area that will be developed into that downtown pocket park. And right now the city, uh, we had received our phase one analysis for that portion of the property and we have moved forward and and given Shasta College the approval to finish their review of the parking dedication agreement. And then once that's completed, we'll take that over to city council for consideration, probably in, I would think right around February and the city will be looking for making that transfer that property over to the city. And then we'll uh, work with the development team to finalized design and, and get that park constructed basically and have it done. You know, I'm, I would think that they're going to make the goal by the end of 2022. That's great. That's super exciting. One other question too, going, I guess, jumping back to the North side of that development where you mentioned the parking garage is going up and see it driving and walking past now. How will that work with regard to paid versus free parking, public parking? And also, I guess, what do you say to the community members who might say, you know, we had a parking garage, a free parking garage that was taken away or demolished. And now instead you're putting up a paid parking garage. The the parking facility that was there, 
uh, was at you know it was at the end of its at, of its life, and it needed to be removed. And so the city made a, a private public partnership because that parking facility it, that that multi level six level parking structure is about a thirteen million dollar project. And when you see how much something like that cost, and the city doesn't have a parking facility fund. And there was no, there wasn't any general fund money to put into that. So we made a partnership. We went out and got grants to help facilitate that development. And there's a cost in in providing that parking to the community uh, and to those businesses that surround that. And that's what the, that's what the rate is going to be based on because you have to pay for that operation. You have to pay for that facility. And, uh, you know, parking facilities are difficult to pencil. They don't make a lot of uh, financial sense. So when we had this partnership with the Grants Mix, it was our best opportunity to provide parking back to the community. And, you know, we really wanted uh, in in support of the specific plan that our core was not to be a parking facility. It was to be active uses and then blend in parking throughout downtown in multiple spaces. So it it was really a, a great opportunity for us to provide parking to the community, but there's a cost to that. Instead of, you know, we don't have it in the general fund. We don't, we didn't get support for any new tax or anything like that. And we don't, uh, that wasn't proposed that way. So we had to come up with another alternative and this is our best opportunity to do so. And so that parking facility, when it opens, it'll, you know, I, I haven't seen the exact rate, but I'm, I'm going to assume like the underground parking facility below market center, that it'll be, you know, a dollar an hour uh, or $8 per day, something in those, along those lines. Steve, jumping, uh, I guess, across the block, if you will, now to the Market Center building, which, which is obviously done and folks have been living in there for quite some time. With regard to the commercial space, specifically on the Market Center building, the commercial space in there is still vacant. Can you guys talk to us a little bit about what the plan is for that? Maybe how soon we might see some commercial tenants in there? And I guess also the bigger question is, how does rent of that commercial space work? What plans does K2 have for maybe that space, but also for those block seven projects that you talked about where there's ample commercial space. How does that process work? What type of delays are we seeing because of COVID and other reasons? And, and what's your expectation for those areas? Yeah, those, you know, there's there's about 22,000 square feet of uh, vacant commercial space at the, at the first floor of market center. So we know that, you know, the residential units are going well, they're occupied. I believe there's a waiting list. And so the community is super excited uh, with that downtown first floor space right along Market Street to become active. And K2 has been actively working with a couple commercial brokers. They just recently got connected with Chris Hadrick, and I believe his sign is down there on their window and, you know, marketing that space. And, and I think what it is, is, I mean, it's it's brand new space and it takes a little bit to a, a bit of a capital investment to move into a space like that. And if, and it, and it's tough, business is tough out there right now with COVID. And if you're going to put a restaurant in something like that, then you're, you know, it's difficult to, to, you know, ensure that you're going to have enough patrons coming in with the regulations that are fluctuating. And so I think that's difficult for a business to commit to something like that. And K2 is really working hard. I, I believe, you know, they they could have programmed that space with a few tenants by now, but they really want to uh, bring in the right partnership. They want to bring in the right tenant mix. So they're really being very careful with their tenant selection and taking their time because they're in this for the long haul. And so I would anticipate you're going to see some new tenants probably in springtime is, is what I would anticipate uh, from them. So hang in there, be patient. They're coming. Everybody's excited. Uh, even K2 is really excited, but you know they just want to program over the right tenants. 
In regards to the bike depot, this isn't a city project specifically, but do you have any updates you can share with the community on that project? Yeah, certainly. You know, the McConnell Foundation is the developer of that facility and they've partnered with Shasta Living Street. They're in a partnership for the operation of that facility. And it's really slated for completion in, in spring of 2022. The bike depot is there to support those that bike downtown, walk in downtown, or, you know, any any type of, I would see even like a clean mobility option, that type of thing. It's going to be a really nice amenity to downtown because it's going to offer the first secure type of long-term bicycle garage. And people will be able to park their bike there all day long where they go work. There's going to be a bicycle-friendly cafe. It's it's going to be a nice little social hub in downtown for bike riders and scooter riders and just that other type of transportation we're trying to interject into our downtown. It's really going to be a, a, a great compliment to all of our efforts down there. And they're going to mean they're going to offer e-bike tours of the river trail or e-bike charging stations. They're going to have an e-bike share program. There'll be even uh, opportunities for people to learn about, you know, whether it's bicycle safety or other types of micromobility uh, programs, and, and especially for youth. I think they're going to throw in some uh, youth programs into that facility. So it's going to be a great asset to our downtown. So look for that in the spring of 2022. And Steve, what's the location of the bike depot again? It's right there on the corner of Shasta and California Street. Got it. And that one will actually look pretty cool, right? Because from what I understand, they've took some of the historical bricks that were part of that building originally and, and saved them and refurbished them and, and mm-hmm. we're putting them back up. Yes, and I believe they're doing some of that brick reinstall now. You'll see some of that nice copper roofing that's sitting on that facility now. It's a beautiful facility, a lot of windows. It's got an open little courtyard area in there where you know bicycles can park, people can hang out. So yeah, it's a beautiful facility, and it was designed by Trilogy, a local architectural firm, and it's it's really setting a nice standard in downtown. It's it's beautiful building. Awesome. That's exciting. Another one, Steve, I guess we're kind of just jumping, you know, crisscross across town, but there's another new building or newish looking building at a junction of South Street and Sacramento Street. I think it's called the Lofts Reading. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Aesthetically, it looks great. Is that fully a residential building? If so, how does that process work? How many units are in there? What's the timeline for that one? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's, that's a project at 1212 South Street that was completed by LaFrance Development. And they're calling it the Lofts Reading. It's a three-story mixed use building. It includes, you know, small square footage for commercial. It's like a little less than 400 square feet. But it, the main thing there is that they have 11 residential market rate units. So they have nine one bedroom units and then two studios. Uh, I believe last week, they just put those out on the market for people to, to rent. And my understanding is that they're going to be furnished units. So I would contact the lofts reading. Anyway, they'll be looking to get their certificate of occupancy probably right around January 15th. So they're just a few weeks out, uh, but that's a great market rate project that we love to see in downtown. It's really been some time for developers really to, to pull their permits and do an all market rate development. So we're excited to see the, the LaFrance development complete that. And it's going to be a, a great addition in downtown. And Steve, maybe just on a vocabulary piece, we can talk about what market rate really means in context with, you know, what affordable housing means and how how are those two things decided downtown? Market rate is really what will the market bear for a a one bedroom, two bedroom or three bedroom unit. And if you're going to, you know, compare those to to an an affordable unit or a 
income qualifying unit. You know, those income qualifying units are, are going to be units that are typically restricted to those that make less than 80% of area median income. And, you know, if you're going to talk about generality as an area median income for a household of four, it's probably less than, I would say, $48,000 per year. So really what you're looking at there, these are working families. And we do have some of those in our community. The way that the affordable housing uh, rents are structured is that we obtain either federal, state, or local grants and we provide those as financing into those developments. And then in return, those developments provide restricted rent back to the tenant. So if you're going to look at a two-bedroom unit on a restricted rent, you know that could range for a two-bedroom income qualifying unit. It could range probably from $500 to $1,200, depending on the income of that household. If you're going to go into the market rate uh, for a two-bedroom you are going to run probably in downtown between 1300 and 1900 per unit. So we're seeing where market rate units are starting to really get a hold in downtown at a solid level. We're always trying to revitalize areas. And sometimes we start out with an affordable housing project because it comes with seed money, I would say. And seed money is really grants from the federal or state. And we use those to revitalize an area, put in the infrastructure, put in the streets, and hope it turns around that area like you're seeing in downtown. And now we did start with a market center income qualifying facility, but that is starting to stimulate other private development in our downtown because of those investments. So it just takes time. And now it's just great to see something like the the France development finishing a, you know, an 11 unit mixed use building and making that market rate. It's just, it's a great result in downtown. Steve, if, if a project is built with the inclusion of affordable housing, is affordable housing part of that project for the life forever? Or is there a time limit on how long those are deemed affordable housing? Is that mm-hmm. at any point, could they go market rate? Yes, that's possible. It depends on the funding source. So any of our income qualifying households or income qualifying units that we record a, uh, a covenant on that property. And that covenant is going to restrict those rents probably between 20 and 55 years. After that 55-year period, they can go to market rate units. And sometimes they do that. And sometimes they refinance, rehab the units, and they may use tax credits to refinance those units and then bring them right back into the affordable housing or income qualifying fold. So it depends. But yes, after the affordability period, um, those income restricted units become available and out on the market, which a general range is between 20 and 55 years. We're seeing some tremendous growth and rehabilitation and redevelopment of downtown. You mentioned at the beginning that you've been involved in this process and project for quite some time. How much of it do you you attribute to a a trickle-down effect in the sense that, you know, something like market center, which is a fairly massive development that gets developed, and then you see more of these outlying downtown areas begin to be purchased and redeveloped and new things going up. How much of that is due to the time that we're in now and some of these big projects happening? And how much of it is just kind of this is, you know, ebb and flow cycle and we've seen it before and and now we're seeing it again? Well, I I really think that there's a lot of pent up anticipation in downtown. And when K2 in the city and CRDC partnered to create Market Center, brought in $20 million in grant funds to open up the streets again, people started seeing that, hey, this is this is real. This is going to happen. 
and then it happened and it's done. And, and you see this kind of like reverberating kind of effect, I think, in downtown. And you'll notice where you see the investors buying the, you know, the former karate studio on the corner of market into Hamas Street and converting that into new new space, whether, you know, we really want those first floor spaces to be retail. You see a number of re- little retail, local retail spaces jumping into those refurbished areas. We have some of our long-term tenants like sandwichry in there and they're they're getting the benefits of the construction workers and the new pad bike traffic coming through and providing new clients. So you see it on like a small business uh, window of opportunity. You see it on an investor window of opportunity with the reinvestment in some of these properties. Uh, you know, you see where the Reading Inn was torn down and now we have computer logistics building has been fully remodeled and now they're doing the tenant improvements for Fidelity to move in there and, and become a new business in downtown. And so you can see how this does, it, it kind of has become contagious. We see the new uh, Gold Street Market uh, has kind of converted its its building and, and done some nice facade improvements and they've changed their inventory inside. You know, very welcoming when you go in there to buy products. So we're starting to notice this in downtown and there's a number of investors that are buying, whether they're buying property to rehab it or they're buying vacant property. Uh, and and getting ready to do new development, it's it's spread all throughout downtown, and it's big projects like this, whether it's the courthouse and how that has an effect on its surrounding properties, or the investment in Market Center or Block Seven, uh, and those new street improvements. You know, people are excited about it, and they're starting to see where their investment is getting more solid. People have been there a long time. You you talk to the to the owners of Market Center. It's a busy, bustling little strip of commercial space that is being well used and well enjoyed by the community. And that's where you're going to see from the heart and cinders and uh, taste and see it's the foot traffic in there. It's just increased uh, tremendously. And so that's really, and, and you see the owner returning that and investing back in their building. So it's really a contagious uh, thing downtown. It's really fun to watch. And Steve, you mentioned the courthouse. So maybe this is a good time just to circle back on that project. Again, this isn't a city specific project, but maybe you could give us an update on that building and the expected completion date of that one. Yeah. You know, the courthouse is about 167,000 square foot building. And so they're going to house, I think, 14 courtrooms in that space. And they're getting close to uh, the end of their construction uh, window. And I believe their projected date right now, as my understanding is, it's June of 2022. So they had, you know, really, they were hoping to be done by the end of this month, I think 2021, some time ago. But because of the product delays, I think that's really been the main thing that's kind of slowed it down a little bit. But look for that project being done in uh, June of 2022. And Steve, again, I know Katie referenced that it's, that it's not a city project per se, but do you have any indication of what will become of the existing courthouse once the new courthouse opens? Well, my understanding is that the county is going to look at that facility and see how they can use it to their best uses. And so I know that they're looking at that right now. I, I don't know specifically what they'll do, but I know that they're analyzing to see what would be its best use for them in the future. I was just looking to back up and go like 10,000 foot view. You have an item that's going to the city council to talk about a downtown specific plan. Maybe you can just tell us what's going to be in front of the council and what that does for downtown. Certainly. Yeah. So on the prior council meeting, the December 7th one, they did open a public hearing and they were, they were doing that. They're considering the general plan amendment, rezoning a specific plan amendment, all in regard to the proposed downtown specific plan update. And really that 
you know, that update is they're, they're looking to expand the specific plan uh, area boundary. They're also looking to change some of the zoning and, and general plan use classifications within that expansion area. And then they're also looking to modify the land use regulations, uh, some development standards and other provisions within the specific plan. The specific plan was adopted in 2000, you know, the update was done in 2018. And since that time, staff is, and, and in the community, even the property owners in downtown, they've learned a bit about the uses that were in that update. And you get some good developments coming through and you start thinking, wow, we should have you know, modified this use or that use and, and or even make it an eligible use that is going to be considered by our board of administrative review or it goes all the way to planning commission. So it's really just working with that plan to make sure it's usable and, and that it's complementing what we're trying to achieve in downtown. Thank you, Steve. You know, we'll continue to have you on the podcast regularly because I think there's no value in getting these downtown updates as folks drive and walk and bike past all these great new and exciting developments. Is there anything else that you'd like the community to know about downtown redevelopment in general that we haven't touched on yet today? Well, I, I want to, you know, make sure everybody knows that with the downtown developments, we know that parking in downtown is is really important and how that parking is managed is on the forefront of our minds. And it's all, you know, we're we're following along the specific plan. We're also following along with the downtown Reading transportation plan. And in those plans, there's a real interest from property owners and downtown business owners to make sure that there's a good management of parking or even parking compliance within our downtown. And, and we're trying to make sure that we're going to manage the on-street parking so that you're having rotation of cars. And when you have rotation of vehicles, on those on-street spaces, you're, you're limiting it to two hours. Then the storefronts are going to get some good turnover. They're going to get more people you know, in their seats at a quicker pace because there's parking available out in near their, their businesses. So we're working with Dixon Resources right now, and we've had a number of uh, community workshops to gather input uh, in regard to what will be the parking management or compliance strategy for the city of Reading as we look to improve our, our, our management of that parking on uh, in our downtown streets, in our surface lots, as we make public-private partnerships. And so look forward to that. We're, we're uh, going to wrap up comments from all three workshops and take those to city council for consideration. I believe it's going to go on February 1st. So there'll probably be some more information in between that time that does a little bit of a summary of where we're going, uh, you know, what types of you know, meters or pay stations, you know, what rates may be proposed for certain areas. So look forward to that over the next few weeks. And then uh, we'll be going to city council on that February 1st meeting to introduce that to them and, and get their support. As a reminder, we are really looking for community feedback for this podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, please email us at podcast at cityofreading.org. We'd love to hear from you and incorporate those questions into future episodes.